The Jacksonville Jaguars are targeting three people at number 24. I'm going to tell you today who I believe target number one is. And we'll do it right here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me, Tony Wiggins, on the Locked on Jaguars podcast, your daily podcast where it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. Also, like to remind you that you can subscribe for free on our YouTube page, Locked on Jaguars, and make sure you check wherever you get your podcast every single day, audio-wise. Check in because we will be there to make sure you don't miss an episode. That's right, man. You can't be missing episodes of the Locked on Jaguars podcast because it's your team every single day. Today's sponsor, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked on today to get 10% off your first month. All right. I want to welcome any new listeners. I just called you, Luke, first of all, I just started out by calling you a Lou listener. But no, I want to thank all of the new listeners today. It is draft week. Good time to pick up new fans and we'll welcome you in. And when I say we, I mean me and my everydayers here on Locked On Jaguars because, man, we couldn't do it without you. We are very grateful that you join us. We're going to talk about the draft and obviously uh, go back over some uh, points that were made by Jags GM Trent Baalke when he met with the media last week. Um, I had already had some shows planned out, so I really didn't discuss exactly what he said, but it's topic worthy today. And I think it's perfect timing because we want to do this during draft week as we lead up to Thursday when that pick is made and then have the crescendo of all of those things. Immediately after that pick, I'm doing a, a, a postcast. I decided to not be selfish and go to the draft party uh, at the stadium that I'm, I'm invited to because the Jaguars are picking so late. Um, I wanted to make sure I got the the uh, the post-draft reaction and the pick reaction, uh, get that into you as soon as possible. So I'll be watching that from the confines of my desk here at home so I can make sure that I get that content out to you as soon as possible. Um, I'm actually right across the river from the stadium, but – Braving that traffic and walking to my parking spot, it'd take me all day, especially that late at night. So we're going to do that. So that's just a quick look ahead. But today we're going to start reviewing some things based on what Trent Baalke said, in which I'll paraphrase. I won't read verbatim what the statement was, but basically he said they've trimmed their board down to 137 people. Okay. Out of all of the draft eligible players, I'm just thinking how many people are draft eligible or that we really realistically they're going to be a couple of hundred draft picks maybe like 220 230 or something like that once all the compensatory picks are in so of the draft eligible guys that we conceivably could believe could be drafted anything after like 230 or whatever once mr irrelevant is chosen i think it's 233 once mr irrelevant is chosen then there'll probably be two or three hundred other guys that are available so to say that they're focused on 137 out of 237 
So 137 sounds like a low number to be focused on until you realize that pick 137 is like in the fifth round or something like that. So that's a whole lot of players that they're focused on in terms of the draft. It sounds like a small number when you think only 137 people. So that you're eliminating everybody else. Well, when you think about need and you think about you think about quarterback, that eliminates 15, 20 people right there, right? I don't think they're in the need in, in the in the market for a wide receiver. However, there are people that believe if certain body types are available, that they're gonna go in that direction. Uh, if it's too good to pass up or too good to be true. I don't think they're in the, they're gonna pick a center especially if that player doesn't project the versatility to play guard. I don't think they're going to go for a weak side linebacker type. So when you think about, I don't think they're going to go get a free safety, a guy that doesn't have any versatility. So when you look at it like that and start saying, okay, those are just positions. Now, what about character people? What about the character, right? The character, those guys, you know, you start eliminating those guys, whatever that number is. And then guys that they just don't think are good enough or just don't fit the culture. And that doesn't mean that they have bad character. It just means that they're not a good fit here. Once you do that, you've eliminated, what, 90 people? So 90 plus 137 is two, 227. That's, that's like everybody that's going to be drafted in rounds one through seven, numerically. And I know some of those people will be different, but it's not that much of a difference. You might have... If you look at everybody's top 232 just based on pure talent, what are you going to have? Like maybe a, a, a range of 50 or 60 guys here or there that, that aren't on that list. So, so basically the Jaguars, they're looking at everybody except a few positions and those few players that don't pick. They said that they've trimmed it down. They they know that they're, they're targeting three people. This bothers me a little bit, and I'm going to get into it here in this first segment before we start talking about who I believe in the second segment, who I think they're going to take. And then in the third segment, I'm going to give you a comp, and I'm going to tell you who I think that that player is, is like and what he, he adds to the team. But before we get to that, there's this thing I, I got to tell you, it bothers me a little bit, but it kind of doesn't. And, and it kind of does. If you've heard this podcast before, any, any of my everydayers understand that I think this way. I hate putting yourself in a box. I, I can't stand doing it. And I hate being a napkin in a windstorm. I'm a proactive type person. I want I don't want to fall into anything. I want to pick where I want to go and then deal with the consequences if I don't get there. Right. So I'm bothered a little bit by, I was bothered a little bit this offseason that they were spending, they weren't going to spend any time on free agency, even though they've proven to do a real good job with that. And they weren't going to spend any money on, on a starter or anybody like that. They were using it for depth. I like the fact that you're supplementing your team with free agency, but I don't think that means getting a whole bunch of, and I hate to say this this way, but getting getting a, a bunch of fringe depth pieces on your rock. I want the 53 best players you can find the 53 best players you can find and right now the draft is where you find them for cheap especially if they're very productive right if they're productive nine times out of ten that means you drafted them and and you well it, whether it be in the second third fourth or all the way through the seventh round that's where you hit gold when you get guys like that that are productive right 
So I understand the emphasis and the focus on the draft. But you can alleviate some of those concerns by just going out and finding that one dude in free agency saying, bang, come here, go play. We want you to come in and play for us. Bang, right there. So if that guy is a slot, pay attention. If it's a slot hybrid safety corner, maybe Chauncey Gardner-Johnson didn't fit culture-wise, and that's why he wasn't an option. But there were other people that were. But they didn't do it. The Jaguars did not go and get that guy in free agency. So that's why I think they're going to take that guy at number 24 if he falls to him, and that's Brian Branch. So there, there's your tease. There's your look ahead. That's who we're going to talk about in segment two. But when you now come out and say, well, we got three guys and one of them's going, we, we, we're pretty sure that one of them's going to fall to us. That means that one, you know who everybody else thinks is in the top 23. Two, if one of your guys does fall to you, that means uh, you're assuming that nobody will trade and get in front of you and take him. And three, now it doesn't mean the Jaguars, it doesn't mean they're going to move, but I'm just going by what Balky said. Trent Balky said, we believe that when we pick one of these guys, are going to be there. So therefore, that doesn't sound like somebody that's going to be willing to go up a couple of spots, right? The other thing is this, and then to go up a couple of spots, that means you have to give up compensation. And you don't want to do that because by you not doing anything in free agency, the only way you're going to be able to get players is in the draft. So you need more by Apple. Now, either that, those two things, or it means the third thing. The third thing is when you're so confident that he's going to be there and nobody's going to pick him, that's probably because you think nobody is rating him as the 24 so that means you're going to take the 35th best player at 24 because he's a fit for you and i don't know if i like that either because you're going to do that you probably need to trade back and just try to get more bites at the apple and, and add more players but that's where we are uh whether i like it or not we are here and um we're gonna see how this all works out i'll be able to tell you further about brian branch the possibilities of Brian Branch being the choice at 24. I'm going to do all of that stuff here on Locked On Jaguars. First, though, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor, which is BetterHelp. Man, if you don't know, life will throw you a curveball more often than you know, right? This show and episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And I think you need to pay real close attention if you've ever needed a therapist because BetterHelp is exactly that. You can get a therapist um, to help you through life's problems. But sometimes, even me, the biggest, the strongest, the baddest, we have issues and we have to get some extra, extra help. And you have to get to know yourself it can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. I mean, it's it's super, super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge discover your potential with better help visit betterhelp.com locked on today 
and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on, all one word. Okay, man, rolling through here on Locked On Jaguars. Draft week is upon us, and I know everyone is super, super, super excited about that because the Jaguars finally get to add somebody that the team thinks or that the fans think are going to be starting. And I think that's critical, and I think that's that's super, super important because they didn't add any potential starters in free agency, even though they got Calvin Ridley in off of his suspension and it was that was a trade that happened last year during the trade deadline from atlanta falcons but i have no issues with brian branch and when i say the fans have spoken i'm not saying that every single fan wants brian branch map that's not what i'm saying but i've watched it i've seen the tweets i've looked at social media I looked at more mock drafts than I want to admit that I've that I've looked at. I've gone through it piece by piece by piece by piece. And the resounding favorite, probably at about a 75% clip, was Brian Branch because I believe teams, the players feel or people feel that that slot has to has to be manned. A guy that's a sure tackler. They did miss some tackles when guys caught balls last year. A guy that's a sure tackler, a guy that can guard uh, some of these running backs and and, and wideouts and even tight ends that seem to run across uh, the pattern of the defense every single week and cause them problems. Someone who's sudden, who can blitz off of when, when he's in a tight formation. And eventually, eventually, you know, we assume that he's a starter because teams are – Teams are starting uh, at four two five, but they're playing nickel seventy percent of the time. That number used to be sixty percent, but I think it's up to over seventy percent. So he's a four two five starter from day one, is what I believe people believe, and uh, I, I think he's going to be a really really good player. I, I really do. The team says that pass rush is the most important thing. Coverage can help pass rush. That they need to improve anyway. Coverage can definitely help pass rush. They work hand in hand and pass rush can help coverage. This pick won't fix that in my opinion. And I was afraid at one point, I was a little bit weary. By the way, it wouldn't be my pick, but the thing about me is about y'all. Uh, I was a little bit weary that picking someone who in the first round at this point, who if other teams formation it correctly he might not even be on the field especially in goal line situations or short yardage or um some things where you need if they start running the ball what are they going to do who they're going to take out of the game if a team just starts slamming you and running the ball down your throat the way a couple of teams actually did last year who's gonna who's gonna come out so those things kind of bother me a little bit the the tape is great the combine was was decent and good. It was okay. It was it was it wasn't it wasn't super freakish. And by no means did I get any inside information from inside the building or any anywhere else for me to know exactly that this is who the Jaguars are taking or who they're targeting or who their number one target is. This is just me, and this is me blending, you know what I've heard to the experts that I trust to what the fans want and what the fans desire. 
based on the information that we you know we heard Trent Barker the other day when he says one of these three will we're confident that they'll be there it's them looking at the board it's them probably taking inventory of all the guys that that they, they don't have on the board that'll go I, I suspect that a guy like Jalen Carter probably isn't on their board to be honest uh none of the quarterbacks are so that's six so the Jaguars probably are probably getting like their 18th guy if you take off uh JSN and if you take off any other wide receiver because i don't necessarily think that those areas are where they're looking at then then they might be even getting their 14th selection if from from their board so i do think that brian branch is a really really good player ryan clark raves about him and ryan clark knows a little bit of thing about playing high level defensive back in, in the nfl I, I think he's he's a lot like uh he's he's very similar while he not might not be as big but he's very similar in in terms of what he's able to do from a guy that Doug Peterson knows very well, and that's Malcolm Jenkins. And and then Malcolm Jenkins is guys like that are very, very important. Remember a few years back when Trent Baalke, I believe Trent Baalke was the GM in San Francisco and they picked Jimmy Ward. It's kind of the same thing. You want a guy on the field that uh, plays with uh, more of a navigation system than he does with speed uh, in this particular case. But He's a sure, sure tackler, and he will mix it up. And he he's not a box safety. He can he covers, but he's a willing tackler, and he's willing to come up and get things uh, to, to hit people. Honey Badger was that way, if you think back about it. There, Kevin Byard sort of that way a little bit, even though he's more of a um, he's more of a guy who can play in the middle of the field and in the box, and he's been an All Pro like four, three or four times. So he he's the real deal. Uh, but I, I do think that. I can see it and I can understand how folks think or believe that Brian Branch will make uh, this football team better. So Malcolm Jenkins is sort of my comp for him. And if you're going to tell Doug Peterson that uh, there's a guy here that can fill the role of your defensive captain when you won the Super Bowl, I think that makes a lot of sense for him. and makes a lot of sense for everyone else. Uh, I'll tell you about the danger of believing that He's going to be there for one. And then the danger of thinking that this is going to solve some bigger problems. I'll do that here in the third and final segment on Locked on Jaguars. All right. Third and final segment here on Locked on Jaguars. Make sure you check out all week, all of the coverage here. After making us your first listen, your second listen should be the one that's going to come tomorrow. And tomorrow what's going to come is we're going to take a look at another one of those three players that I believe the Jaguars are looking at. And then come Wednesday, we're going to take another of those three players that Trent Baalke says, we believe one of them's going to be there. And one of these picks, one of these three picks will be the most likely guys that they're targeting and that they feel. And then on the last day, I'm going to review on Thursday, on draft day, I'm going to review all of those guys. I'm going to give you the latest rumors, news, and notes and I'm going to say, what would Wig do? Triple D, triple WD. What would Wig do? Tell you what I think they are going to do uh, in all of these different scenarios and situations. So make sure you look forward to that. Now, the danger in, in, in Brian Branch and, and, and thinking and hoping that you're number one pick. And see, this is what I, I, I hate that the Jags, if, if, if they have three guys and they, and they, and they end up having to settle, 
I, I would want to know who the number one guy is, but if I did know that, that means that people over there aren't doing the jobs because I'm not supposed to know that. No one's supposed to know any of this stuff uh, because it's a need to know basis. And then actually letting people know uh, weakens your position in terms of what you'll actually be able to do. So you don't want people to know who you're targeting. But the reason why there's a chance that a guy like Brian Branch would get picked, one, he's a really good player. Two, if there's a team that has a specific problem with tackling in the secondary, and I'm sure there are a lot of them, they, uh, other teams can go, damn. If there are teams that are really, really good personnel-wise but happen to be uh, picking ahead of the Jaguars either because they had some bad luck down the stretch, Green Bay, or they have multiple first-round picks and they have a lot of needs, Houston, those types of teams okay and i'm sure that they might be more or there are teams that aren't as far off as you think detroit that that need something specific or or and this is the versatility of branch or in the terms in terms of a team like houston that needs a whole bunch somebody just says man just draft a guy that makes us better that's going to play for 10 years just draft. We're not. We don't have to pick a dude to get touchdowns, and we we might need a quarterback. But guess what? We don't like any of those guys, so we'll just wait until the right one comes. But in the meantime, we need to just draft somebody that makes us better. Well, he's the type of dude that does that. To be honest with you, right? Like at the very least, you think Brian Branch is going to be a solid pro for ten years. At the very least. He's going to be a guy. And see, this is the difference between picking at 24 and picking at number one. On number one, you probably need to be trying to get the guy that's going to get the gold or yellow jacket and end up in Canton with a bust and not be a bust. At 24 or somewhere somewhere in the middle, somewhere right before that, because when, you, when you're talking about 24, you're talking about playoff teams. But there are six or seven spaces in front of that. Well, I think you – no. Know, I think the 20th team didn't make the playoffs because the other 12 did. I think my math is correct. But there's some teams at 17, 18, 19, and I've just mentioned them that when you're that close, Baltimore, right? If they end up with a second first-round pick, they already have one. He, If they trade Lamar Jackson to another team, he's, he's just exactly what I'm talking about. The Jets, if they keep their pick and they – gotten wide receivers they've gotten edge they picked linebackers they've done all of this stuff all of those heavy hitter positions all those priority positions they've already filled it that's a dangerous team to just go bloop, give me him other teams coming up from the back that made the playoffs right that figured their season start their season stopped because they just needed one stop the chargers the chargers are that team the Chargers are the type of team that had a 27-0 lead and the Jaguars scored every single time in the second half. Well, they might be kicking themselves saying, we got all of these really, really good players, Asante and Bosa and Khalil Mack. We got all of this stuff. We got all these offensive guys, these receivers, and we got a good running back or quarterback. We've been, we fixed our offensive line. You know what? We need a guy that can help us get one stop that can play in the middle of the field that can tackle running backs on screen plays and that can stop some of the things that the Jaguars did to us in the second half draft him. He's safe. 
long term for Jacksonville, I always said, oh, why are you going to use first round pick on a dude that, that Mike might not play every single play? Long term, I don't think he is the type to go out to corner eventually a year or two from now and replace Darius Williams. I do think he's more of a guy that will be a starting safety if Rayshon Jenkins doesn't stay around for three more years. And then it'll allow the Jaguars to draft another safety to be the depth guy so that when they do go to a nickel, Branch still doesn't come off the field. He just slides down to the slot and another safety. So when you go to a big nickel, instead of replacing a linebacker with a corner, you replace it with another safety because you have a starting safety who plays like a corner and he can slide down. And because he's a sure tackler, he's not your pure box safety. He's not your pure single high safety. He's just a pure football player that just knows how to play. And because of that, I think it would be a solid, solid addition to to this team just because I, I don't think it would be my choice it does not mean that i think i think he'll be a bad choice because i don't i actually think he's going to play a long time and be a really really good player see it's not monolithic we don't have to uh, or it's not it's not so polarizing that we have to argue well just because you know how it is on, on some things what's your favorite condiment mayonnaise well why don't you like ketchup i didn't say i didn't like ketchup i just said mayonnaise was my favorite condiment even though it's not but still you get my point I hope you get the point enough to join me again tomorrow here on Locked on Jaguars because we'll be looking at player number two of these uh, of what we speculate to be the three players that the Jaguars uh, are sure that one of those guys is going to fall to them. That means two of them probably won't, right? I, I doubt if you get to 24 and all three of these guys are still on the board because of the way Trent Baalke phrased it, he's sure one of them will be there at least at least we'll see who we think that is make sure you join us and make us your first listen every single day shout out to my everydayers and the new people you know new 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 folks if you come back tomorrow you're an everyday right all you got to do is you only get a chance to be new one time so make sure you tap in and check out all of our draft coverage please also watch locked on nfl locked on nfl scouting um Locked on NFL Draft. A lot of stuff happening all this week. And make sure you have a chance also to check out our mock draft, which we did weeks ago. And uh, maybe the guy that I told the Jaguars said that I thought the Jaguars should move up for, maybe, just maybe, he's one of those three people we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll do all of that next time. Make sure you check in. Y'all take care of each other. Get ready for the draft.